There's a need to fear. The Underhills are here. Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One. The only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. (laughs) They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Thank you, Sammy, and welcome to Day 6. Okay, this is the episode all about the man behind Ted Underhill. That's right, actor William Trailer. A life filled with so many ups and downs, the highest of highs, and the lowest of lows. I feel like a black cloud shadowed Trailer's entire life. I also feel like that same black cloud shadowed this episode. Because just as we were set to record day six, a wicked stomach virus hit me so hard, I can't remember a 48-hour period where I was so sick. It rocked me. Was that art imitating life? Maybe. Because also, just as I was feeling better, we find out that we don't have enough episode credits to upload another episode to our podcast host. Ah, for God, darn, darn. Because we had uploaded so many Underhill episodes and episodes before that, we had reached our maximum upload amount. So they wanted more money to upgrade our account. Mm-hmm. You know what I told them. Maybe next time. <laughs> you know? It's like this episode mirrored William Trailer's life. Right. Like two strangers passing in the night. Strangers in the night. Exchanging clothing. Strangers in my pants. Surprise! It's a life that played out like Wile E. Coyote's greatest hits. (laughs) Things are going to take a a real dark turn. (laughs) All right, Jake, Bob, you ready? Because there's no turning back. Uh... But we've gone this far. We have to go all the way. Okay, let's get this started. All right, on October 8th, 1929, the Antichrist gift to gratuity, William Hurley Trailer Jr., was born. That's right, the man who would later breathe theatrical life to the character of Ted Underhill. Okay. Now, if that date, October 8th, sounds familiar... It's because he shares a birthday with Chevy Chase. Happy birthday, I guess. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. So if that's not destiny, I don't know what is. That is so funny. Raised in a very (laughs) small town from Missouri, only about 400 people in the town. Small town, but big dreams. Now in his 20s, Bill decides he wants to be an actor. And I think we can call him Bill, right? It's day six. We've earned it. Makes sense. Sure. He heads to New York City, where if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? It's Broadway. He instantly becomes a member of the famed actor studio, led by legendary director Lee Strasberg, 
where there they focus on method acting, which is like where you become the character, like you, which is what uh, Jim Carrey did with Andy Kaufman, Daniel Day Lewis did with Lincoln, and William Trailer did with Ted Underhill. Now, Trailer instantly became a star. And he landed two roles in two plays at the same time. Two of writer Noel Coward, famed writer, two of his plays at the same time. So he acted in one play one day, another play the day after, and then back to that first play, second play, and did that on alternate days, two different plays on alternate days. That's pretty incredible, to be honest. But it came with a price. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's where the black cloud rears its ugly head for the first time. Mm-hmm. Just when things seem to be looking up, William Trailer finds himself in a sexual relationship with his playwright, Noel Coward. Now, Trailer is embarrassed. He's ashamed. Because, number one, Bill's a heterosexual. Mm-hmm. He's not a homosexual. And number two, he's a devout Catholic. So at that time, it went against everything he believed. Yeah, we're talking the 1950s, so. But from what I read and different accounts of the situation, uh, the playwright pursued him ruthlessly. Mm. And forced him to drink what they called like a stinger cocktail. I guess it, it drugged him. And he forced Trailer to do sexual acts that oh my. Trailer found to be repugnant. Wow, so this was actually a case of uh, a forced uh, sexual assault. This wasn't a case of a willingness. Wow, that takes it even deeper. This was a time where you couldn't out somebody like that. You couldn't tell people what was happening. Sure. And the only way out Bill Trailer felt was to kill himself. You know, the 1950s were a very different time. As you said earlier, homosexuality was almost considered illegal. It was definitely considered mental illness. Um, that coupled then with the fact that he was suicidal. Uh, another thing that's often associated with mental illness. These things weren't taken seriously back in that. In fact, it was, it was, it was frowned upon and it was, it had a negative connotation and you couldn't, live a life like that and not be judged. So he tried to overdose on drugs. The story made the news and Noel coward who absolutely was a coward and a monster uh, backed off because I guess he knew that although trailer didn't mention him, he could have. And uh, that ended the relationship that he had with, uh, with William trailer and he backed off. Hmm. That's awful. So bad. But then he rebounded, right? Eventually? Well, yes, that's true. William Trailer's life, the roller coaster that it was, now begins to take an upswing. Okay? He meets Peggy Fury, who is a fellow actor at the studio. He falls in love with her. They get married. They have two children. They move to Los Angeles. So in Los Angeles, they begin teaching at different schools, begin to start like a West Coast version of the Straussburg. Didn't his wife and himself open an acting studio? And they actually taught some pretty famous actors. 
called Loft Studios. And what it was, I'm sure, was a, a culmination of what they'd learned in New York, but with a personal touch. You know, Lee Strasberg was very direct and very serious and very dictator-like. And, you know, he was very by the book and by the method. And, and I think what William and Peggy added was a personal touch to the teaching. And their list of students is incredible. Nicholas Cage, Johnny Depp, Laura Dern, Crispin Glover. How's Crispin Glover? Never talk to him. Jeff Goldblum, Sean Penn, Michelle Pfeiffer, Meg Ryan, Charlie Sheen, Lily Tomlin. This one's for Jake. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> uh, and a legend that continues to live to this day. The list goes on and on and on and on. All these actors, and if you if you really like dive deep into their beginnings, they all credit the Loft Studios for teaching them acting and really how to develop characters. And that was attributed to William Trailer and his wife. So you can say that Underhill had a hand in all these people's careers. Without Underhill, a lot of these actors wouldn't be any. <laughs> I think they'd all tell you that, too. Might be easier to say the list of actors that haven't trained under him. <laughs> so I think we all know what happens next. William Trailer is plucked by the Hollywood gods to portray the role of a lifetime, Ted Underhill, in the movie Fletch. His, his role is the buzz of Hollywood. Here's one of his actors, Jeff Goldblum on seeing his teacher, William Trailer, in the movie Fletch. Let's listen. So for the first time, I want to see it right away again, several more times. It's so overwhelming and rich, and I want to be able to stop it and look at it and all, all of that. And then seeing it with the, this particular audience, their last night was festive. They are enthusiastic and, you know, big, big crowd. That was fun. Wow. The reviews from his students continue. Nicholas Cage chimes in on William Trailer's performance as Ted Underhill. Let's listen to that. Yeah, well, what I liked about it was I really saw his dramatic abilities and his potential. I see a lot of pain in his yeah. eyes, and he has a lot of um, gravitas in that movie. God, that so. made me cry. That yeah. monologue. <laughs> That's great. If you've ever been at a restaurant and received the bill with the wrong amount, you you know what that feels like. So yeah, that monologue at the table is touching. It is heartfelt. You can you can you can you can understand what he's going through. Four hundred dollars for lunch. You can understand the anguish. Speaking of anguish, now the roller coaster of William Trailer takes a nosedive because just a few months after Fletch comes out. In 1985, the love of his life, Peggy Fury, dies in a horrific head-on car accident, leaving Bill, a widow, picking up the pieces of his life, his heart, his everything, and now raising two daughters by himself. You get to play iconic characters if you're lucky, once in a lifetime. He got to play an iconic character twice. 
because just three years later, he got the call he was waiting for. It was, it was time to put on the white tennis shoes one more time. He needed to reprise his role as Ted Underhill in Fletch Lives. And if you see him strumming that guitar and dancing with the biggest smile on his face, you would never know the pain. You can't feel it. All you can feel is joy. Because that's who William Trailer was. And that's 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 the way Underhill needs to go out too. You know? And if you thought this story would have a happy ending, you're wrong. There's one more tragedy left to tell. Just six months after the release of Fletch Lives, William Trailer died of a heart attack. He was 59. He had nothing more to give. His work was finished. But his legacy is more than just stiffing waiters. Susan Trailer and Stephanie Fury. I don't have to tell you which one's his favorite daughter. Trailer or Fury. It's Susan Trailer. They're both actresses. Stephanie has an acting studio. And she's passing on the teachings of her parents. All the things that they taught her. All the things that they taught the legends of Hollywood. Are now being taught to the next generation of actors. And that's the legacy of William Trailer. That's how he'll be remembered. Not by us, but <laughs> by everybody else. Jake, Bob, final words? As time went on, you know, he, like you said before, he persevered and became an absolute legend in the Fletch universe. Like him or hate him. Like him or hate him. It's so funny for a, for a guy who maybe worked on a movie a couple of days, maybe. He's still remembered. It's great. If we're going to honor Ted Underhill, we need, to do it, we need to do it the right way. We need to do it the right way. And we need to go out. We need to have a very nice, big meal, maybe with family, with our loved ones. Finish every single bite. And then not tip our waiter. Amen, brothers. Beautifully put. For Jake and Bob, I'm Laker Jim. This has been Day 6. We'll see you tomorrow for Day 7 of 7 of Underhills. Breaking down the bill. See you. Jesus H. Christ!